0: Section twenty of The Age of the Condottieri by Oscar Browning. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter nine. Savonarola. Part two. Whilst Charles the Eighth was engaged at Naples, parties in Florence were divided between the king and the duke, the latter having joined the League of Venice against Charles. Savonarola had supported the king as he feared that the influence of the Duke might be used to upset the Constitution and restore the Medici. As we have seen, Savonarola had an interview with Charles on his way between Siena and Castelfiorentino, in which, although he reproached him with his shortcomings, he did not altogether repudiate him. At this time he was the most powerful man in Florence, and was consulted upon all matters both public and private but it was not likely that the Pope would forgive the monk who had endeavoured to overthrow him, or that the people would support him in his attack on the Holy See. Besides this, the Cardinal Ascanio, the brother of Il Moro, was always present to poison his mind against the friar. Alexander VI, by a letter dated July 21, 1495, summoned Savonarola to Rome to give explanations with regard to his preaching, He declined to go, pleading his weak health and the danger of leaving Florence at so critical a moment. The Pope was at first inclined to accept his excuses, but a second letter of September 8th, written in a very different style, suspended him from teaching and preaching, and this prohibition was repeated on October 16th. However, in February 1496, Savonarola ascended the pulpit, saying that he had obtained leave from the Pope in the meantime the franciscan friars of santa croce began to take part against him the city was divided between two parties the chief among savonarola's opponents were piero Capponi, alessandro da pisa francesco de medici giudantonio vespucci and bernardo ruccellai they were of aristocratic interests and sympathies opposed to them under the name of piagnoni were francesco valori paolo antonio soderini and gian battista Ridolfi. if the first party gained the upper hand the friar would have to leave the city but both parties were united against a common foe they were equally afraid of the return of the medici from exile and of the destruction of the constitution and they knew that the friar and his sermons were their best defence against this danger the effect of the new constitution had been that the aristocracy and the old families lost their power in the state. This was still further intensified by another change. Formerly, no one who owed any money to the state could be a candidate or a voter for a public office. They must all be what was called netto di specchio, that is, clear of the account books or specchio. This condition was now done away with, as the Great Council was too numerous for it to be enforced at one time as many as seventeen hundred persons were assembled in it the carnival of fourteen ninety six showed savonarola's power in a striking light the ordinary games and amusements were given up thousands of children walked in procession through the streets despoiling ladies of their useless finery and bringing their money to the frate to found a monte di pieta or public pawnbroking establishment where money could be lent to the poor on easy terms all this increased the bitterness of the friars enemies sickness broke out in the city there was no employment for workmen the troops were not paid and at each of these calamities savonarola continued to preach that worse miseries than these must precede the desired reformation we have seen how much the power of savonarola depended upon the king of france on whom he had hung all his hopes of present improvement there was some talk of charles returning to italy in fourteen ninety six and repairing his former mistakes but the condition of europe was altered spain was now a united monarchy and even the duke of milan felt something of the patriotism of an italian maximilian the emperor began to assert himself he called on the florentines to submit to him and ludovico il moro supported his demand it was difficult for the frate to resist his influence the great desire of florence was to recover pisa but this maximilian sternly opposed he even marched into italy to its defence and prepared to attack florence on september thirtieth by the advice of savonarola a solemn procession was held in florence in which the picture of santa maria immaculata was carried with great pomp and ceremony on the morning of that very day news arrived that a favourable breeze had carried the french fleet into the harbour of lagorne escaping the hostile armaments of the emperor and the league this was a great triumph for savonarola and his friends who argued more boldly than ever that the arm of the lord was on their side his preaching took a higher tone he had a pulpit fitted in the hall of the great council that vast chamber which still excites our admiration in the public palace of florence he tried to wean them from earthly objects and from political ambition dost thou wish for peace he said serve jesus he told them not to place their trust in men but in god ah my people of florence You hang all day on these matters of temporal importance. Let them go. I do not say that you shall not have what I have promised, for that God has said. But is it not enough that God has illumined you? If Florence were to go to the ground and lose its liberty in all temporal things, would it not be enough that it has the light of God which may lead it into paradise? Let this suffice, and if you are Christians, do not seek for anything but this light. The Carnival of 1497 was even a greater triumph than that of the previous year. All vanities, all books and pictures which excite idle thoughts, were collected and solemnly burnt, and it is to be feared that many valuable works of art perished in the process. The friar was destined to reach a still greater height of power in the state, the standard-bearer of justice for the first two months of 1497 was francesco Balori, one of the warmest supporters of the frate he was a violent opponent of the medici a man eager for his cause simple in manner silent in speech but very ambitious under his influence a measure resembling a progressive income tax was introduced and the age for admission to the great council was lowered from twenty-nine to twenty-four while measures of severity were adopted against the Frate's opponents, a reaction naturally followed for the first two months, March and April. Bernardo del Nero, one of the Bigi or Medician party, was standard-bearer and It was perhaps owing to this that on april twenty eighth Piero Medici made an attempt to return from exile. He came close up to the gates of Florence, but was compelled to retire this defeat strangely enough roused the popular feeling against savonarola because he counselled moderation toward the medici party and piero's attempt made the citizens too angry to be moderate the pope now wrote to the signori of florence begging them to prevent savonarola from saying harsh things of the holy father after deliberation they determined that no friar should be allowed to preach on may fourth the feast of the ascension savonarola came down to the cathedral accompanied by a large number of friars by a large military guard and by a numerous body of private friends he mounted the pulpit and said you believed that i should not come to the pulpit this morning but you see that i am come perhaps you may say yes thanks friar to your guard and i will tell you that i did not summon this guard but that i would have come anyhow and that I will always come when the Lord God inspires me. No man in the world, be he who he may, shall make me stop in such a case. He went on to protest that he had been calumniated, but that he always returned good for evil. If I thought it better not to preach, I would leave off. I have received no order from the Signory not to preach, and if I had, it is doubtful whether I should have thought myself bound to obey it. At this moment, two loud knocks were heard in the church which was the signal for a tumult the friar fell on his knees and grasped his crucifix exhorting the people to hope in christ he then descended from the pulpit and accompanied by his followers repaired to his own convent of st mark where he finished his sermon the expressions used by savonarola had been an open defiance of authority in consequence of this he was excommunicated by the pope partly for not obeying his citation to rome and partly for his contumacious words the signory entreated the pope to withdraw his excommunication but in vain it was published in florence on june eleventh at the end of july traces were discovered of a conspiracy for effecting the return of the medici to florence the members of it belonged to the most distinguished families in the city and the head of it was Bernabo del nero an old man of seventy-five who had been standard-bearer of justice others were niccolo ridolfi lorenzo tornabuoni giovanni pucci and giovanni Cambi. it was proposed to refer the matter to the great council but the case was finally judged by a pratica or committee of a hundred and thirty-six persons consisting of the signory the sixteen standard-bearers of guilds the twelve buoni womini, the captains of the guelph party the ten of war the eight of the balia the officials of the monte di pieta the conservators of the laws the council of eighty with the additional members the vote was given not personally but by the separate component magistracies the five criminals were unanimously condemned to death there was some talk of a new trial but francesco valori courageously opposed it and they were beheaded in the courtyard of the bargello It is not certain what part Savonarola played in this celebrated trial, but the probability is that he would have wished to leave the matter in the ordinary course of law to the decision of the great council. At any rate, the effect of what had happened was to give Francesco Valori the greatest authority in the city. The convent of St. Mark became the nucleus of the governing party. Every new measure was discussed with Savonarola. A private body of his friends decided on every subject of business before it was submitted to the 80. Even when it came before the great council, the assembly was found to consist almost entirely of the friar's friends. By these means, a free constitution had been gradually changed into a party government. End of section 20